Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center, located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series in the Book of Romans with part one of this message entitled, Our Lord Jesus Christ, Believe and Confess. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 10, verse 5. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are our covenant Lord. And you sent your son Jesus Christ in the fullness of time to accomplish redemption for us. You keep covenant. And you have effectually called us by the preaching of the gospel. And your Holy Spirit raised us from the dead. And granted us the gifts of repentance and faith. Open our hearts, open our ears, open our eyes. To understand, to grasp spiritual realities. That our hope will not be in this world. But in God who is our covenant Lord. In whose name we pray. Amen. So I want to speak to you about salvation. Man's way. That doesn't work. God's way that works. Through faith and confession. Of our Lord Jesus Christ. There is no salvation outside of our Lord Jesus Christ. Man's way of salvation. I said there are only two ways to be saved from God's just wrath. Just wrath which is revealed from heaven against all godlessness and wickedness of men who suppress God's revealed truth by wickedness. Two ways of salvation. Man's ways and God's way. God's way in our Lord Jesus Christ. Man's way is the ways of all religions and philosophies. Man's way fails. It is the way of human works of unrighteousness, of law keeping. It is the way of man's super activity of trying to go to heaven, to bring Christ down, and trying to go down to Sheol to bring Christ up from the realm of the dead. As we read in our text, Romans 10, 5 through 10. And Deuteronomy chapter 30, 12 through 14. Man's way, friends, is the way of the Pharisee. Who does not need a savior, a messiah. He relies on his law keeping to save himself. He has no need for grace. He will not believe in our Lord Jesus Christ. 
who came down from heaven and came up from the grave on the third day according to the scriptures triumphant over death and the devil and all evil forces of the world accomplishing salvation for all who repent and believe on him Jesus Christ is the way the only way of salvation he said so he is the way the truth and the life he said he is the resurrection and the life all other ways go down they bring travelers down where the rich man was taken down to hell the way of jesus christ takes us to heaven to paradise to abraham's bosom to eternal life so there are the two these are the two ways the way of human self righteousness and the way of god's righteousness in jesus christ freely given to us to be received by faith alone how dare anyone think that he could produce his own righteousness to satisfy the demand of a holy god consider man fallen man the son of guilty adam man is conceived in sin born as a sinner and sins daily and god is angry at him daily such a man is always working to save himself he is always climbing up on an oiled pole to reach heaven but he ever sinks down to hell St Paul is quoting Leviticus 18:5 which was not written as a way for man to save himself by his good works it was a misunderstanding of Judaism and all sinners that you could save yourself by keeping the law so god is asking the arrogant sinner the pharisee the one who does the 10 commandments we live by them go ahead son you don't want god's free gift of salvation try to keep the 10 commandments and you'll be saved but man you are under sin under law and under god's wrath and under the devil and under the penalty of death yet the pharisee tries all his life to save himself by going down remember the rich young ruler he knew he was not saved but he comes and asks what must i do to inherit eternal life and he tells jesus christ he has kept the 10 commandments he said all these moral laws i have kept from my youth up what do i still lack this was the foolish understanding of the pharisee saint paul also 
He said concerning the righteousness of the law, perfect. He felt that he kept the law perfectly in his eyes. God speaks to Pharisees. Mr. Pharisee, have you not read? Cursed is everyone who does not uphold the words of this law by doing it. All laws, always, perfectly. Don't you understand the doctrine, Mr. Pharisee? Don't you understand the doctrine of total depravity? The pervasiveness of sins. That you are a sinner in your thinking and willing. And in your emotions and in your every action. The holiness of God will consume you, destroy you. For he is a consuming fire. The truth is you are arrogant. You have never understood the Holy Scriptures. You have never seen him as Job and Isaiah and Peter the fisherman had seen him. In his holiness and in his great majesty. Why don't you read Romans 1.18 through chapter 3 and verse 20. To know yourself how wicked you are. And read Romans 8, 5 through 8. Then you will learn something about yourself. A sinner has set his mind always on what his evil nature desires. His mind is death. It is hostile to God. It does not submit to God. It cannot submit to God. It cannot please God. And you are trying to keep God's moral law. And accumulate righteousness. So that you can be saved by your own righteousness. Don't you know sinner. Romans 8 and verse 3, the law given by God is powerless. I do not turn to save you. What does it do? It only condemns you. It only kills you. It only makes you conscious of your sin. It increases your sin. It is not given to give you eternal life. It is given to lead you to grace. To Jesus Christ our Lord the only Savior. The problem is you Pharisee. You arrogant sinner. You are very proud of your performance. When you ought to be repenting. In dust and ashes. For your stinking self-righteousness. But no you are ignorant of the gift of God-righteousness in Jesus Christ. And you go about every day to establish your own righteousness. Your problem is you are so arrogant. You refuse to submit to Christ and his free gift of 
righteousness achieved by him by his preceptive and penal obedience to the law of God you refuse to submit to Jesus Christ God man God incarnate virgin born son of God you refuse to bow your knees and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. You refuse to give glory to God the Father by worshipping his Son and receiving his free gift of righteousness, justification, eternal life. Yes, salvation from God's wrath, from sin, from death and from hell. This is what Paul himself did before his spiritual eyes were opened. He was heaping up his own righteousness. What he calls the righteousness of the law in opposition to the righteousness of God received by grace through faith. Every sinner who refuses to believe in Jesus Christ our Lord has God as his arch enemy. Every sinner, sir, which includes your mother and father and uncle and everybody else. You fight against him, almighty God, but he wins. And he wins always. He's a warrior. And you, arrogant unbeliever, you lose. The Pelagian sinner says, I don't need God. I am well. I am healthy. I am rich. But the sinner whose eyes have been opened by God says, I'm not healthy. I'm not just sick. I am dead. I need a savior. I need to be raised from the dead. Thank God he raises the dead. And takes us to heaven to be seated with Christ. He gives us gifts of true repentance to forsake our sins the old way. And faith he gives us to believe savingly in Jesus Christ, the heaven-sent Son of God. I counsel you, get rid of man's way. It never works, sir. Second, God's way of salvation. Friends, the law did not speak of two ways of salvation. Man's way by law and God's way of faith. There's only one way of salvation that works. So you read Deuteronomy 9 verse 4 and 5. After the Lord your God has driven them out before you, do not say to yourself, the Lord has brought me here to take possession of this land because of my righteousness. It was grace. It was God's free gift. Deuteronomy 30 verse 6. The Lord your God will circumcise your hearts and the hearts of your descendants so that you may love him with all your heart and with all your soul and you will live. God must make us alive. 
God must circumcise our hearts. God must regenerate us. God must raise us from the dead. God must open our eyes to see reality. Man has no righteousness. He is all unrighteousness. The law points to Jesus Christ. We learned Christ is the end of the law. The fulfiller of the law unto righteousness to everyone. To the Jew and to the Gentile. To everyone who repents and believes in Jesus Christ. You read the book of Job. And Job realized that purity cannot come from the fountain of impurity. Job 14 verse 4. Who can bring what is pure from the impure? No one. Job 15 14. What is man that he could be pure? Or one born of woman that he could be righteous? Impossibility sir. Solomon knew this also. He said there is no one who does not sin. He knew that only through a sacrifice that his sin can be forgiven. The law of Sinai kills you. But the Christ of Calvary who kept all law perfectly make the sinner alive in him. The sinner needs a new heart, a new mind, a new will, new emotion, new outlook, new purpose, new plan. A circumcised heart. Moses promised this. In Deuteronomy 30 verse 6, the Lord your God will circumcise your hearts and the hearts of your descendants so that for the purpose that you may love him. How? With all your heart and with all your soul and live. The man with a circumcised heart, with a new heart, loves the Lord and keeps his commandments. In other words, the saved soul serves God. He has a new nature and Holy Spirit dwells in him. Now he delights in God's law and walk in the way of God's will. He loves the Lord his God with all his heart, with all his soul, and with all his mind. And he loves his brother as himself. Friends, justification is followed by sanctification. God has joined them together. Judaism misunderstood terribly the function of the law. Let me read to you Ezekiel 36, 26 and 27. God says, I will give you a new heart. I'll put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my Holy Spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees. And be careful to keep my law. Sanctification is the evidence That God has saved you. Paul told us. Of the necessity of new heart. A circumcised heart. In Romans 2 verse 29. Know a man is a Jew. If he is one inwardly. That's where the problem is. 
And circumcision is circumcision of the heart performed by the Holy Spirit. Not by the written code. So Paul says in Philippians 3 verse 3. For it is we who are the circumcision. We who worship by the spirit of God. Who glory in Christ Jesus. And who put no confidence in the flesh. So away with all self salvation. All pride and arrogance. Shut your mouth before God. The law kills. The law brings wrath. He who wants to be saved by the law. Must keep all law always and perfectly. But we learn purity cannot come out of impurity. Righteousness cannot come from unrighteousness. And life cannot come from death. The Bible. Reveals to us the gospel, the good news. That God in Christ saves sinners by his son Jesus Christ our Lord. You don't need to do the impossible. You cannot do the impossible. You cannot climb up to heaven. On a greased pole to bring Christ down. Nor go down to hell to bring Christ up from the dead. Christ has come down. The word became flesh. Christ lived a perfect life. Christ was crucified for our sins. Christ is raised from the dead. Christ has become our bread of life. And water of life. Christ is our feast. Christ is our robe of righteousness. Come to the feast. Dressed in this God given robe of righteousness. So Paul quotes Deuteronomy 30 verse 14. No, the word hadavar, the word, the word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. And Paul sees the word of Deuteronomy 13, 14 as Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the father full of grace and truth. And from his fullness we all received one grace after another, one blessing after another. Sinner, you do nothing. Stop all your effort in self-salvation. God has done it all. Christ has accomplished our redemption. The gospel is being preached among us. The word is near us. In our heart. Even in our mouth. Paul, Saul of Tarsus was an arrogant rebel. Persecutor of the Christian faith. A murderer, chief of sinners. And God saved him. And God called him to minister, to preach the gospel, to bring the word near sinners. And he was led by the Holy Spirit to go to Europe. And he was in Philippi, he went to the riverside, and there was a woman by name Lydia, a businesswoman from Asia Minor. 
And she is there along with other God-fearers. And Paul opened his mouth and preached the gospel. The word was near her. The word was in her heart, in her mouth. And we read God opened her heart to respond to the gospel. She believed and was saved. And not only that, God from all eternity also chose the jailer of Philippi to salvation. Therefore... Paul was beaten up and put into a prison where there was the jailer. And God performed a miracle in the middle of the night. There is the earthquake. The doors flew open. Chains are gone. And the jailer cries out, what must I do to be saved? The word was near him and said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. Amazing ways of God by bringing the word of God to you, to your heart, to your mouth. And then he opens your heart and gives you faith to believe in him that you may be saved. The word is near you. In the preaching, Jesus Christ is lifted up as crucified, buried and risen. And we read Isaiah said in 45 verse 22, look to him all the earth and be saved. And Jesus said in John 3, just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so the son of man must be lifted up so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. Look to him. Look to the Messiah. Look to Jesus Christ. Crucified, dead, buried and risen. He will save you. He said if I, if I be lifted up from the earth. I will draw all men to myself. Look to Jesus Christ whom I preach this morning. The word is near you. The word is in your mouth. You have no excuse Believe on him and be saved. Christ is near you. The word is near you. The word of faith is near you. The word that demands the response of faith. It is near you. And so we read in Ephesians chapter 2. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near Through the blood of Christ. He came and preached peace to you who were far away. And peace to those who were near. This is happening this morning. In the preaching of the gospel. Christ is lifted up. For you to see. To look. And be saved. There is no excuse. And those who were invited refused to come for the feast of salvation. The poor, the blind, the lame, the crippled came with gratitude and were saved. So God's ministers are preaching the word, the word of peace. Add faith to it, saving faith. Even that faith which God gives As a free gift. 
Paul says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Salvation is the gift of God. Faith is the gift of God. Repentance is the gift of God. Confession is the gift of God. Everything is a gift of God, sir. We only need to receive it. Philippians 1 verse 29. For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ. It is a gift given to you on behalf of Christ. Not only to believe in him but also to suffer for him. That tells you to believe in him is a gift. St. Peter says Acts 3.16. By faith in the name of Jesus this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is The name of Jesus and faith that comes through him. That has given this complete healing to him as you can see. Repent and believe. Friends, what God demands in response to the gospel. He grants us gifts. He regenerates you. He gives you godly repentance and saving faith. And so we read in Romans chapter 10 verse 4. Christ is the end of the law so that there may be righteousness. That is salvation. That is justification. That is eternal life for everyone who believes. The word is near you sir. Every single person who is here and who listens to my sermon in other media. No excuse. The word is near you. Christ is near you. Salvation is near you. Righteousness is near you. Life and justification near you. Forgiveness of all your sins near you. Friends, forget about self-righteousness. It doesn't work. Christ's righteousness works. This is what is promised in the Old Testament. Jeremiah 23 verse 6. In his days Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. This is the name by which he will be called. Yahweh Tzitkenu. The Lord our righteousness. Prophet Isaiah said in chapter 45, they will say of me in the Lord alone are righteousness and strength. But in the Lord all the descendants of Israel will be found righteous and rejoice. Or Isaiah 46, listen to me you stubborn hearted You who are far from righteousness, I am bringing my righteousness near. It is not far away. And my salvation will not be delayed. And St. Paul understood this and said it is because of him, God the Father, that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. And he says. He who knew no sin became what? Sin for us. That in him. We might become what sir? 
righteousness of God. Friends, God is not going to perform a new miracle that you may believe it's not going to happen. The Pharisees always asked for miracles. They asked for signs. Remember the rich man who went to hell and he said, you know, I have five brothers. They are all arrogant. They are all wicked. They never believed in God. But I have an idea. If you send Lazarus down there and if he tells them, I just come from heaven. I saw your brother. He's in hell. And he wants you to be saved. The rich man thought the brother would believe. What did God say? It is not going to happen. He answered, then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my father's house, for I have five brothers. Let him warn them, so that they will not also come to this place of what's a torment. Abraham replied, they have Moses and the prophets, let them listen to them. No, no, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. He said to them, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced, even if someone rises from the dead. Friends, no miracle for you, because God has performed his miracle. In Jesus Christ, he is risen from the dead. And the scripture tells us Christ died for our sins and raised for our justification. This is the gospel of peace. This is the message. This is the gospel that is coming near to you, even in your mouth, in your heart. Believe and be saved. Heavenly Father, we pray that you help us not to be a Pharisee demanding miracles. Not to be a Pharisee producing self-righteousness. Lord, help us to humble ourselves and get rid of all excuses and self-exalting reasonings. Lord, raise us from the dead. Give us a new heart, a new spirit. Put your Holy Spirit in us that we may be enabled by you to repent, to believe, to confess, and to live a holy life, knowing we are saved. In Jesus' name, amen. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio, a part one of this message entitled, Our Lord Jesus Christ, Believe and Confess. Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.